Let's hear some of that movie chat. Credits roll by and I tip my hat. Credits roll by, I want to know more right away. Let's have some of that movie chat. Credits roll by, tell me who did that. Life in the credits is where I want to play. Welcome to Life in the Credits. This is a show where we learn about entertainment by chatting with people who work in the industry. I'm Susan. And I'm Ben. And today we're discussing the film The Incredibles. And joining us today is our special guest, Rich Rosenthal. So welcome, Rich. Hey, Rich. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Rich, we are so excited to talk to you today. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do in the entertainment world? Okay, so I had many different jobs, but currently I am the showrunner and one of the EPs for Somebody Feed Phil, which is a food and travel show now in, I think we just dropped season five on mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah. And soon to soon to drop season six. Fantastic. Yeah, so currently that's what we're doing and we're always kind of waiting to see if we will do more. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure you've heard before. Yeah. Always kind of seen like, is this going to happen again? It is yeah. great. <laughs> and it's never, it's never a done deal. It's always like, we're always waiting to yeah. see if it's, if it's going to happen or not. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a great gig. And, and uh, I guess what I should say is that I do it with my brother's the host. So mm-hmm. I do it with my brother and we travel around the world and we eat great food. So it's a pretty it's a pretty nice gig. That's a pretty, pretty awesome job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what does a showrunner slash executive producer do? Ah, well, I'm sure it varies from uh, show to show. And it, I know it does even within sort of unscripted and scripted. Because right. if you're a showrunner on a scripted show, you could be, you're like, my brother was the showrunner for Everybody Loves Raymond. So he was the head writer and ran the show. A showrunner for for Somebody Feed Phil, I basically, we actually co-produced the show with uh, 0.0, who who actually did uh, all of Bourdain's uh, No Reservations, Parts Unknown. Right. They sort of act as the infrastructure for my brother and I. And and, uh, so they helped me with crew. They helped me with accounts payable, all of the stuff that I would rather not do. Right. (laughs) So I hire the crew. Uh, I always have a segment producer for each of the cities that we go to. So I work with them Mm -hmm. to develop a treatment. But before that, I'm working with Philip to decide where we want to go and, you know, where we want to go. But then what, what will happen is I'll put a treatment together. Uh, for each of the, each of the shows and then show it to him and, you know, we'll go back and forth on it and, uh, it'll, it'll have a list of, you know, the restaurants, the chefs, the activities, the cultural aspects we want to hit. Usually there's something that I throw in there that's going to make him very uncomfortable because that, (laughs) so that, that's kind of what makes the show fun for me, Yeah, you know, and then we're at the shoot. And so we're filming usually two episodes back to back. And then come home, go back, go back out, shoot two episodes, and then we're concurrently we're we're editing. So uh, I'm getting cuts on the road, and you know, working with our story producers to sort of you know, again, it's all unscripted. So you're kind of finding yeah. it. You're always finding it in the edit because we're shooting for about six or six days. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask how long you're in each yeah, place. Yeah, so we're we're in each place for six days. Okay. And we cut it down to about 45 minutes. So we're shooting six six hours a day. And then, you know, for six, so, you know, you're talking about 60, about 60 hours of stuff getting and cutting it down to about 45 minutes. And right. so the rest of my time, once, once we finish shooting, which takes about 
four or five months to shoot, let's say the 10 episodes that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'm just in the edit and I'm with the story producers and we're doing, and I'm doing the edit and then we're doing the finishing, we're doing the color grading and the mixing and, and stuff. So I am pretty hands-on. There are some, you know, I do know there are some Shona runners who don't go on the shoot, and the, but I, you know, I basically caretake uh, the talent. And uh, <laughs> so, so I go on the, so I go on the shoots as well. Very cool. Yeah. Can you kind of tell us about your background and how you ended up like on something like something? How I was on the show? I was the brother. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) I was actually a music student at IU. Yeah. You Ben, where were you? You were business. No, I was actually political science Ah. and criminal justice. So uh, not business. um, (laughs) Just ended up there. Me too. I ended up because a friend of mine. I didn't know what where I was going to go. I did play, I played uh, the trumpet in high school and stuff. And, and uh, a a good friend of mine was a great musician and and she ended up in Indiana. She said I should audition there. And I auditioned and, and somehow I got in and then, and, and so I was a music student there, but I quickly realized like, I don't know why I'm here. And, and I, you know, (laughs) I didn't, I don't, I don't think I had the dedication to continue. So I actually went into like TV and film and, and, and radio. So I, I kind of started there, there as you know, in those days, you really didn't have a lot of, there wasn't like, you know, there wasn't the iPhone, there wasn't, you know, digital, there wasn't digital cameras. So it wasn't so easy to just pick up a camera and make something so you were doing like three camera you know what i mean like in a new yeah. like newsroom yep. kind of kinds of things or radio but i i quickly when i got out of school i just became a production assistant and which is just a great way to just learn yeah. from the you know and then as you know if you can have some time on set it's like invaluable you don't even realize how much you're taking in when when you were a production assistant on a set. And I was actually doing mostly commercials. I wasn't doing feature mm-hmm. films or television. I was actually doing commercials. And the great thing about commercials is that they use the same crew and a lot of the same directors as feature films. So these are big productions with like 40, 50, you know, Teamsters, crew, uh, everything. And you're learning a ton, uh, but I had no life. And so I asked, I, I remember asking like an agency producer, it's like, maybe I could try to get into like an advertising agency. And I actually went into the advertising business oh, okay. and I became a, I was in this, you know, I became an agency producer there. And then I became the, I was, um, and then you're just producing commercials with a creative team. So it's you and a, you know, a writer and an art director and you're creating, you know, they're creating the storyboard. You're taking that storyboard, finding the director, finding the editor, finding the music house, finding the, the effects house. And you're kind of show running it a little bit, yeah. right? Cause you're, yeah. you're taking the, you're taking their, their idea and with them, you're kind of creating this 30 second spot, uh, and so it's a great, it's sort of a great teaching ground for, for all of production really. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're, you're doing everything and you're learning everything, including mixing, including color grading and, and all that stuff. And it's, you've got a ton of money. The budgets were huge. You know, I mean, the average spot I was doing was like, I mean, four or $500,000, a 30 second spot, which is unfathomable now. Right. Yeah. So I did that. And then I just kind of worked my way up, uh, in the ranks and uh, became head of production at a, at a, at an agency in New York. And then, uh, Warner brothers, uh, was starting, this was in 2006, Warner brothers was starting their web division. 
and they wanted someone to run it and they were thinking that they were going to use, they wanted someone who had some brand experience because they were thinking about getting it paid for with brands, okay. uh, which didn't turn out to be such a great idea because what yeah. I don't think what they realized because they had never done that is that, you know, brands want things the way they want it and they don't, of yeah. course, yeah. and it's not about like the, the artistic aesthetic of it. It's how, how many times they can see their brand. Right. So, uh, but it was a, it was a great experience. And that's actually when I did a children's hospital. It was actually at Warner brothers okay. when I was sort of the head of their, it was called studio 2.0. And then, from there, I did some, you know, I, you know, I, I actually worked at Time Warner for a little bit. I worked at Facebook for a while, and then, okay. and then we started doing the show. So that's sort of the trajectory. Excellent. I imagine when you're actually, you know, on the road shooting, it's your day to day is very different than when you're either in, you know, pre production and planning yes. phase versus post production and editing phase. So how does your like day to day, you know, duties or responsibilities kind of shift depending on where the show is at? Yeah. So. Even before we start production, before anybody comes in, before I have anybody come in, I'm usually talking to tourism boards, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm talking and I'm talking to yes. brands, and I'm trying to work out like how we're going to cover the entire cost for the show, the, the yeah. entire budget for the show, and and uh, we've been very lucky because since the show has been on, we've gotten some really nice. Uh, feedback from tourism boards that they love the show. We'd love them to come, that's you know, awesome. we'd love them. So I, I talked to them a little bit. So, and that's for about two or three months. And then Philip and I are always talking about like where he'd, where he'd really like to go, where I'd like to go, where, you know, yeah. where, and where the tourism boards really are, are willing to give us, you know, some, uh, some help. Yeah. Which is really invaluable when you, when you get on, when, when you get on the ground. So that's the first part of it. Our director, uh, John Badolis is also an EP. So he comes in, um, pretty early on. And then my first two segment producers for the, you know, for the first four episodes will come on. And then, like I said, we're just trying to work to get, like, we're just trying to, Philip and I will already have done like a lot of research about like the, the chefs and stuff. Okay. Cause you know, each yeah. city, those are pretty well known, like the really well known chefs. So the the undeniable chefs, we definitely want to yeah. meet. So we also want to. We're also I mean, the other thing we're doing is we're thinking about like when is a good time to go to any given city. That's true, right? Because you want to be, you want to show it off in the, in the best possible light. So you want right. you right. really want to you want to go to the city when it's the nicest. So it's usually yes. spring and fall, but you know, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. So you're, you know, you're doing Southern hemisphere and, you know, in our winter, you know what I mean? So yeah, we're, right. but we're always trying. Also, my brother has like a 15 degree, like, you know, window where he's happy and, you know, that's, <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's kind of happy, happiest between like, I would say 60 and 75 is like the sweet yeah. spot. And so we're always kind of looking for that. But then, you know, we're, I'm sitting down with the segment producer and they're like, you know, they're finding great things and, and we're putting this treatment together. And, you know, it's sort of a formula at this point. We know we can only hit about seven or eight restaurants in any given show. Okay. And I don't, you know, we used to overshoot and yeah. shoot like 10 or 11 restaurants and it was so it was heartbreaking to like have to yeah. tell someone that right. they didn't you know make the cut and it had nothing to do with their you know right but also in the beginning it was like because it's unscripted it was like will there be chemistry with philip yeah. and the sidekick that he's with or the chef that yep. he's with and mm-hmm. so it yep. gave us an out in like if it wasn't a great scene we could just cut it but right i mean he's gotten really good and we've gotten good at like you know 
sort of deciphering who's going to be good on camera and will Phil mm -hmm. have chemistry with that person. So there aren't really that many scenes that it's like, oh, uh, we can't use that. It's not, it's yeah. not really good. So I'd rather not have to make that call. I'd rather not yeah. have to say to, uh, you know, a restaurant that I'm sorry, we can't in pre-production in the office. That's what we're doing. We're getting, we're finding the fixer. Also, there's always a fixer in any given city and a fixer mm -hmm. is someone who knows the production scene. And sometimes if you get lucky, they really know the, the food scene there as well, yeah. but they're, they're helping us find, cause we're, we're using local PAs. We're using local, a sound guy and we're using oh, cool. local drivers. Everybody else we, we fly with, we fly with nine people, including Philip. Okay. Cause we we're three camera. We're like three cameras. We're, you know, right. and you know, myself, the director, Philip, uh, we have someone who handles the media, uh, and then our segment, you know, our segment producer. So it's, yeah. uh, and then a production manager who kind of like is, is sort of the, doing the nuts and bolts on the ground and okay. sort of coordinating, you know, the, you know, the, where we're going at what time yelling at me that right. we're running late, that kind of stuff <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and is completely invaluable. Yeah. So that's, you know, so on the shoot, that's what we're doing. And then when I come back, it's really all about editing. It's all about, yeah. you know, and right. that's. I mean, that's really where it comes together because it's, like I said, you've got 60 hours and you're putting in, we, right. have, we have the same, we have, um, we have a gentleman, Henry Tenney, who's been in with us since the beginning and he's like an amazing story producer and he'll, he does what, what we do is we do string outs. Uh, okay. So it's sort of like you're, you, what you're doing is you're, you're giving the editor sort of the arc of the scene and Henry and I will talk and we'll talk about like what was good, what was, and we leave in all the jokes and we live in all those moments. So those are always there. And then you try, you kind of, what you kind of do is try to create an arc of a scene and you, and you, you that's the, what you string out. And then you give that to the editor and the editor then puts, you know, makes magic out of it. You know, they cut it, you know, we can't do that. It's like, we do right. string outs. It's like, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's the, it's the, you know, it's the nuts and bolts of the scene. And then they do all the finessing and add the, mm -hmm. you know, we always film, um, interviews with Philip and so those are those right. are added in and then there's voiceover that when Philip looks at it he goes oh if I if I do this voiceover this will be really funny or if I do that yeah. and so then I mean we do a rough cut and we do an assembly and then when when I think it's pretty good I'll send it to Philip and then Philip will you know comment and we'll just go back yeah. and we'll go back and forth on it and that's kind yeah. of the you know and that's kind of how we make the show yeah Fantastic. So, yeah. And you guys do, I mean, speak, going back to your point of like, it's so, it was so heartbreaking to have to cut a restaurant. You guys do such a good job of not only getting to know the food, but the chefs and like the story behind the restaurant and the story of how the people got there. Yeah. Um, do you do any kind of pre-interviewing for that? No. Or do you leave that up to the people? No, there we do like, do, These are the restaurants you need to go we to. We do do yeah. pre-interviews with the sidekicks because we want to make okay. sure that they have some, yeah. there's nothing, there's something behind the eyes. We want to just yeah. make sure, well, and you know, we want to make sure they have like some sort yeah. of a sense of humor, some sort of a, you right. know, but not crazy. You know, it's funny. There's like a great balance of like, yeah. and of energy, but not like, this is all about me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because you, you yes. want, you want people, you know, Philip's going to be you're going to kind of be the straight man a little bit. Yeah. So we want you to have a lot of energy, but mm -hmm. there's always, you know, but it, it always, it usually works out. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and the chefs we really don't know, but we've been really lucky. Like it's it's been rare yeah. we've had anybody who wasn't you know wonderful and happy to have us and and stuff like that. I have no idea how they are in you know in real life, but you know, when, <laughs> yeah. but they're always happy to have. It always seems like they're happy to have us there. Yeah. Uh, and because we do the research, the food is always great. And so it's mm-hmm. like, cause everyone always asks Philip, like, uh, is it, how can you like everything? I, and you know, his answer is, well, he likes everything because we do the research. I mean, we yeah. know, I mean, if you're going into a city and you're only hitting seven or eight places, you're pretty much assured. I mean, because we've right. done the research that those places are going to be great and he's going to enjoy, yeah. you know, he's going to enjoy the food. The only time he's really you know, had something, I mean, every once in a while, he'll, he'll have a, you know, a sidekick will give him something like, you know, that's sort of native and stuff. And he's not the most adventurous eater. He's getting better, but he's not. And so it's like some of those things, it's like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, you know, but, and, but you always try to be respectful and you always try to, because, you know, even if it's not what you're used to, somebody loves that. Right. 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 Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, I made a huge mistake, Rich. I watched this show before dinner and, <laughs> and we, you know, I, I just watched an episode before this actually. It was the one with your birthday. It was the one where you oh guys got Memphis, Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down in Mississippi. And, um, I'm very hungry is what I'm saying. I, <laughs> I do have yeah. to eat while I watch this show. Yeah. How, how do you guys do? I mean, because you just film food all day. That looks amazing. You know, you know what's, I was thinking about this today that I, you know how you're supposed to live in the moment. I feel like I never live in the moment when we're shooting Mm -hmm. because I always, I'm like you, I look back at when I'm cutting the scene and I see the food, I'm like, Oh my God, I should have had so much more of that than I ate. And a lot of it is because, you know, we're getting a lot, we are getting a lot of food, but I always, I also realize that I'm kind of like, I'm always a little nervous because you yeah. want the scene to go well. And so I'm yeah. always yeah, like, focused on working. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you're kind of mm-hmm. working and you're wondering, and Philip is probably the same. I mean, we've never talked about this, but I'm sure we always think like, oh my God, that was delicious. We have to go. And we'll think about going back to that place. Yeah. And there are things that are, you know, just like insanely delicious. But at the time, at the, in the moment, you're kind of, you're half of you is thinking like, Oh shit, is this going well? Are we, you know, are we getting, you know, is, you know, so the food, the food is great, but I, I usually, I usually don't fully realize it until I see it uh, on, on screen until I see Mm -hmm. it in the edit. I don't, I don't really get it. And then I'm like, Oh, we have to go back and, and and we do, and you know, (laughs) and we do. I mean, those are great moments actually like being with the crew Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and going and, you know, yeah. You know, we we get we only get one down day yeah. during the two episodes. Like one down day after, you know, it's usually this. It's usually the first day before we shoot the second episode. Okay. Mm. And it's always it's always fun. We always do something great. We always yeah. I mean, we eat together a lot. I mean, after you know, after we shoot and stuff. And you right. know, we've had the we've had a lot of the same crew for you know a number of years now. So it's a really mm. tight crew and that's cool. you know it's really fun and then but those are the you know those are kind of the best moments yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. with your brother being the star of the show how complicated is does that make your relationship in working with him horrendous <laughs> <laughs> it's, we both have brothers uh, we did it. <laughs> i it, you know i it's never first of all i think he's the funniest like you usually hear me laughing in the thing that's yeah. all 
you know, it's all genuine. You know, at first we were wondering, like, is, you know, can we do that? But, you know, Phil, you know, he kind of wants it, you know, it's, it's nice to have an audience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, so I'm more or less the laugh track, uh, you know, of, <laughs> of, of, of the show, but we, I mean, we, thankfully, I mean, he's my best friend. I mean, we, we get along, you know, yeah. we talk 10 times a day anyway, whether we're yeah. shooting or not, we rarely have, uh, it rarely goes South. And we've had a couple of moments where, you know, just whatever things go, you know, things go wrong. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's just part of production. Things will go mm -hmm. wrong, but it's like, but I mean, it's, you know, usually, you know, I can, I can keep him away from, you know, cause it's for him, it's very stressful. Like walking into the scene, it's like, he understands what he has to do and it's not scripted. And he's, so he's right. basically writing the show as it goes along. Yeah. Um, so it's stressful and he's, you know, yeah, you is. know, it's funny. You don't, obviously you don't see it on camera, but before he goes, you know, it's, that, you know, you're, he wants it to go well. He's never met yeah. this person. We don't have them meet before. A lot of times right. we don't have them meet beforehand. I mean, it's great when he knows the person and there's a great chemistry there already. And those mm -hmm. scenes are always mm -hmm. good. But there's a lot of scenes throughout the show where he's never met the person, whether it be the chef yeah. or the thing. And it usually, it almost always goes well. And he, you know, he, you know, but you now he's, he's tense before the, you know, before yeah. the sure. thing. So we really just try to bring him in at the last minute Right mm -hmm. when, when everyone, we're, we're all set up, we're ready to go. We have a, it's funny, we had, we, our first, the first episode we ever did, we ever did was in Barcelona for the PBS show we did called I'll Have What yeah. Phil's Having. We went to a four-star restaurant where it was like two and a half hours and it was, it was just, I mean, it was two and a half hours for the dinner, not even the right. setup and everything. And wow. we made we made a rule there that we had a 90 minute rule that was for the meal. And that has yeah. been shrunk down to like, now the meals are like a half an hour, 40, yeah. minutes, 40 minutes at most. And we try to get in it, in and out of a place in 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. It, it just keeps the energy up and stuff. Cause it's not yeah. like you can't cut around it. I mean, you would never right. know if you saw that scene, you can cut around anything. If he, you know, if Philip has nothing to say and he just wants to sit there for 10 minutes, that's fine. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or if, a, a, you know, or sometimes we have problems where the kitchen doesn't bring out a, you know, dish and he's with somebody he's never, you know, you, you've, you've been, I'm sure you've been at dinner with someone who you've never talked to and you run out of things to say yeah. and there's no food. And so you right. can't even talk about that. <laughs> well, it, I mean, that, you know, that does happen. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's the other thing we do is we really talk to the kitchen and we're like, look, He's going to have a couple of bites. He's going to move on. We want to keep, yeah. we want to kind of keep it moving. So it's not like a regular dinner service. It's like, you're right. going to, you know, bring it out five minutes later, you bring out the next dish five minutes, you know what I mean? And you just keep it, yeah. especially if it's a, you know, if, if, if it's a long composed meal, right. You, right. you keep it going and, yeah. and it just, and you, you see that there's a different, there is a different energy to it. it makes everybody happier. It's like, it kind of moves. Yeah. As the host, he kind of has to be on the whole time he's with the person he's interviewing, and even though you do have to edit out. So, like, that's a lot of pressure to be like, oh, I'm going into a two and a half to three hour dinner where I have to, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm no, and that's what, and that, yeah, that's what it, so much yes. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was like, that was day one. Like, that was the yeah. first, that was the first lesson learned. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
even I mean, and you can tell he's having a great time, but still just it's not necessarily a, the most relaxing experience, even totally. if it's very fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so you mentioned uh, PBS. What was it? Because there was sort of a different version of the show on PBS. I'll have what Phil's having. Yeah. I know it wasn't exactly the same. But, we um, would say it pretty much was, except we got a theme song. And Philip always right. says, you know, we, we got a theme song and we got 4K. You know, that, yeah. that was basically <laughs> yeah, an difference. awesome theme song. Yeah. 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 The theme song is Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. Lake Street Dive. I will say we got a lot more notes at PBS than we ever got at Netflix. Like, oh, okay. Really? A lot more notes. Yeah. yeah. Pages and pages of notes. Oh, wow. Interesting. You know, that could have been uh, them or it could have been, you know, because we had just started out and maybe, you know, but I think it's them. (laughs) But yeah, there wasn't, I mean, but the show was, I mean, it was pretty similar. I mean, we did, it was an hour PBS. It was a PBS hour. So I think it was 55 minutes or something. So we actually did shoot more days. Like we shot, forget, we shot like 10 days uh, for each episode. Uh, there was just six episodes. We ended up, we, the other thing we learned there on that was that we did three shows in a row. So we were gone for like a month and a half. And it was just like, by the end, oh, just wow. like people just wanted to kill ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it's kill each other. It was yeah. just, it, it, that was not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, so th- that's kind of, that was the big lesson there is like, let, okay. just two shows. If we're only doing 45 minutes, we don't need to be out on the road for, you know, 10 or yeah. 11 days. Like I said, we were way, we were over, way overshooting right. uh, what we, what we need, even for an hour. So you have won some serious awards. You've won three Emmys and a James Beard award. The, yeah, the show, uh, the, the, that season of uh, I'll Have What Phil's Having won the James Beard for something. I'm not exactly sure. The, you know, the James Beard is usually about like chefs. And so it's, yeah. but they also do, yeah. but they also have a media thing. So like okay. a journal, like a food journalist gets in like, uh, oh, I think true. we got it for like, like, like on location, like a best show on location. So I think there was oh, probably, cool. there was probably a cooking show that won a James Beard award that year. And then we won for like the travel on location. Okay. So that, that was the James, James Beard. And then the, you know, the Emmys were for, you know, I think for children's hospital for short form, you know, I mean, I think that category, I don't know how long that category existed. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny. I did not go to the, I did not go to any of the ceremony. Well, no, that's not true. We did go to the James Beard that because we really would. And that was in New York. And so Philip and I went to that and that was, it was, that was really fun. Yeah, uh, that, that really was fun. But I had I had once been nominated for an Emmy for a commercial, like when commercials were thing, and and I went. And you know, it's not the it's the creative arts. It's not like the full on and and, okay. the, right. and I don't know. It's kind of like there's a little there's the luster isn't quite the same. And when you yeah. lose and sit, you're sitting there for hours and hours, and when you lose, you're like, I don't need to do this ever again. Yeah. And so and so the short form was always in the creative arts and even I think even okay. our category now if we were nominated we were the sh- I think the show was nominated it was nominated our our first year for somebody feet okay. Phil but again but I think we were shooting uh, so we can we didn't go to that but we again we okay. lost so we I don't I don't know if we'll go if we ever get nominated I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we will. Yeah, it's not it's not as glamorous as it seems on TV maybe. Well, I'm sure I'm sure the real ones are. Right, I, yeah. but you know <laughs> anyway yeah that's funny but yeah i think going to the james um i didn't know they had i mean i've heard of the james beard award in relation to like chefs 
right it. but course. um yeah. i did not know they had categories for journalism but that makes sense they do um, that's also like yeah, sort of that's probably yeah. like the second tier you know award yeah. kind of thing <laughs> although yeah I, yeah I think that i don't know if they get them out at the same i honestly don't know if they get them out at the, at the same time yeah do you have any moments, this is a question we like to ask our guests, do you have any moments from your career that are either like just a favorite moment or like an unbelievable moment where you're like, I can't believe this is the job I get to do right now? I, I, you know what? We're pretty lucky in that, that the whole thing yeah. is that, is that. So I would, I would say, like I, you know, like I said, our down days or like our, like after yeah. our shoot, when we're, when we have like a day or two before we're flying home and we're with the crew. And like, I just remember like being in Croatia and we were in this beautiful hotel in, in like the Rovnik. We had done Finland, which was really cold. And then Croatia just yeah. seemed like a vacation for all of us. I mean, we loved <laughs> Finland. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Finland was great, but it was really right. cold. We were always cold. And then Croatia was just, just gorgeous. Um, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's not like on the Adriatic and we were all kind I've of like hanging. Gorgeous. We were all kind of hanging out at the pool and like drinking. And it was, I mean, those moments. Yeah. I have to say, I mean, I've been very lucky. We've had a lot of those moments where yeah. it's just, you can't believe you're in Bangkok, you know, or you're in Chiang Mai or you're in, you know, or you're in, you know, Ho Chi Minh or you're, you know, you're in one of these cities and you're just, and you've got a day off and you get to explore or you're, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's pretty great. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. That's why we, you know, we just want to keep doing it. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Yes. So what advice do you have for people who are interested in getting into either the producing world, the show running world, the television world in general? Well, I think I'll, I'll just do what I know, which is production. I think, like I said, I think the best thing to do is, is start as a production assistant and, and be willing to do the grunt work and be willing to do whatever you can to like be on set. Because a lot of times when you're a production assistant, you're, you're everywhere but set. But right. when you stay long enough, when you, you put in the work and they know you're competent, then they'll let you, you know, you, eventually you become a set PA or you become a coordinator or something like that. And you're, and then you're really seeing how it's, it's, it's made and you're seeing, and my other advice is always, I've got a bunch of things, which is always say yes. Like if anybody yeah. asks you anything, say yes. Don't ever hesitate. Say, great, I'll do it. If for some reason you can't do it, if for some reason there's an extenuating circumstance where that can't be done, then at least you go back to that person. You say, I was able to do A, B, and C. Unfortunately, I couldn't do D because X, Y, and Z, right? Right. That, to me, you know, that has always been be nice Yeah. because there are a lot of, assholes so it's like be nice <laughs> and like and oh and ask as many and always be curious always ask questions if you're mm -hmm. you know if you're whether it's like a grip or a gaffer or a prop person or a camera assistant or you know or the dp if you have a question and they're you're not interrupting them if they're not at work and you know go up to them and ask any question you want and because that's how you're going to figure out like what part of this you want to do or, yeah. the, or the producer. I mean, like I said, wait till they're, you, you see that they're not busy, but people love to talk about a themselves, be what they do. And if they see you're kind of on the ball and you want, you know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. you've got something going on and you're genuinely curious and you really want to know they're going to be, not only are they going to answer your question, but they'll probably let you, in and let you do something like later on if they keep seeing you on you know on set so i mean that's my that's my feeling for production because you can't 
to be a good producer, you really have to know all of the disciplines. You right. really, you really yeah. have to see. And the only way you can do that is not to think, oh, if I ask a question, they're going to think I'm an idiot. But like, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to see I'm, you know, I'm going to, they're going to see I'm curious. I'm going to do whatever they yeah. want me to do. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's the way you ingratiate yourself, not only with the crew, but also with the producer and the stuff. And that's actually what, what's also going to get you more work is yeah. to be, is to, you know, is to have that energy to be that person who always says yes. That's, that's really the key, I think. Let's get to our feature film. Today we're discussing the 2004 animated film, The Incredibles. It was written and directed by Brad Bird, and it stars Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, Samuel L. Jackson, and Jason Lee. In 2005, it won the Oscars for Best Achievement in Sound Editing and Best Animated Feature Film of the Year. So, Susan, before we get into it, can you give us a quick breakdown? What's this movie about? Yes. So in this movie, we meet Mr. Incredible and we meet Elastigirl, also known as Bob and Helen Parr. So we open on this action sequence that's amazing. They're all superheroes, but they cause a lot of collateral damage. So then we kind of flash forward to 15 years later where superheroes have been told they can no longer use their powers. They're kind of all in this sort of witness protection program and they have to live normal lives. Uh, which is very hard for Bob slash Mr. Incredible to do. He works for this insurance company. He's very bored. He does. He did marry Elastigirl. They have three kids who also have secret superpowers that they're not allowed to use. And we just see him kind of being not very satisfied with his life. But then he gets this mysterious phone call from a woman and he gets kind of sucked into this thing with another super... Well, he's not really a super proud person called Syndrome, and we just see all that play out. So I'm sure we'll get into it, but that's sort of the setup. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Rich, you chose The Incredibles for us to watch today. Why did you choose this film? First of all, I think it's one of the, probably my favorite superhero movie, yeah. Yeah. right? It's, it's, uh, but it also has like a great James Bond vibe to it and probably mm-hmm. has the best cue that ever lived in Edna, right? So yes. those yes. scenes, even just those scenes are worth everything right i mean yeah. what's that you know brad bird doing doing edna <laughs> I, and it completely holds up because i you probably just watched it recently i just yeah, watched just it recently watched completely it. those scenes are just freaking brilliant mm-hmm. but then you also have on that you you have one of the best depictions of a marriage that yeah. I, yes. that i've ever seen one of the yeah. best, best depictions of work life uh, mm-hmm. that you've ever seen and then it's so touching I mean, the kids, you know, the whole idea that, you know, if uh, if everyone is super, nobody is super, or every, if everyone is yeah. special, no one is special and how everyone gets. So the, it came it came about all at the whole time with like helicopter parenting and, and stuff yeah. and everybody getting, you know, getting an award just for participating and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I love that whole aspect mm-hmm. of it. And then just how beautiful it is at the end where the kids save the family. Like each of the kids have their moment where they save the family and they, and they grow. So it's like, there's this wonderful arc. Do do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it has everything, right? It has, it has the, it has great action. The choreography of the action is, is terrific. It's not like you see movies today where you have no idea. I was watching, I mean, I hate to shit on Netflix, but I was watching The Gray Man and the, the, that, that scene in Prague. I couldn't tell what the hell was going on yeah. Yeah. at any moment. It's like I couldn't see any. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. see any of the choreography. I had no idea where where things were in space. 
I mean, obviously, I mean, this is animated, so it's it right, obviously sure. maybe a little easier, but the action sequences are wonderful. I love how it starts with the interviews and the, you know, the, yes. the, the you know, the short up the field where they yeah. kind of move in and out of focus in black, in black and white yeah. and the whole, yeah. right. I mean, it's just, just kind of brilliant and the whole you know the whole intro setup to it and the introduction of what's his syndrome is it syndrome and stuff syndrome him as, a, buddy. as a little yeah as like a, a guy looking up to him and then gets yeah i don't know so it, it, it works on so many different levels and the work yeah. and the whole work life stuff is great with wallace sean yes. wallace sean playing his boss and stuff like yeah. that and the humiliation of that after being like Superman. Right. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Superhero. So just, I don't know. The whole thing kind of works. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a really well done movie. Yeah. I mean, this movie, I am so glad you picked it, Rich, because I love this movie and I've loved it ever since it came out. Every part of it is is just near perfect. I mean, the animation is incredible. Like the um, when I was in college, you know, I was actually in college when this movie came out and we talked about how like watching Pixar evolve from like Toy Story to this was like, you can see the, the way their hair moves and the way everything is just like so beautifully shot. Yeah. And then uh, to your point, I mean, it is like a James Bond movie mixed with a, like a Fantastic Four movie, right? right? Of like of these blending of genres and the music is so good in this film. It, it certainly calls back to like that 60s Bond feel especially when they're breaking into the compound and doing all that Definitely. kind of stuff. I mean, the, you know, the layer, the, I mean, the, the yeah. arc of it the, as, as a, you know, a, whatever a James Bond movie or a superhero movie it definitely definitely has that arc where they you know you've got that first mm-hmm. you've got that first scene and then you settle in and then you you know what I mean and then you're at you know in the lair where he's he's you yeah. know he's trapped and he's in trouble and the family comes in and you know and the family comes and save him it's just so great yeah, yeah. the animation is so good because I mean you can actually like see the actors expressing you know in the film yes. so it's like the reactions are so great um, I love Samuel Jackson and everything but Craig T. Nelson and Holly Hunter just kill this movie yeah it's like it really is like one of the best depictions of a marriage in the movie you know in a movie you know and him getting all paunchy and stuff later in life and she's kind of like look what you've done like look how you've let yourself go it's you know what I mean and then the deceit (laughs) and then his you know his deceit in like Mm -hmm. you know every Mm -hmm. you know every Friday night or not going out with you know Frozone to you know to with the with the with the police monitor and and stuff it's just great and her knowing it's going on and like yeah exactly and it's it is you know you don't think about this as a disney movie because the stakes are so high yeah like people die in this movie like yes. a lot of people yes <laughs> you're well you're definitely right because there are things that blow up and they blow up but there are there are a couple of moments where they're like being thrown into the water or they're being yeah. thrown into yeah. i think they did try to keep the body count to right. a manageable <laughs> yeah. level. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about all the people being sucked into, you know, planes and vortexes. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and like, you're oh, right. Well, yes, the cape. Murder. Everyone the cape, with, well, yeah. everyone with the cape <laughs> is murder. The cape. Everyone, everyone dies. Yeah. But this movie's also so funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of the characters, like you said, uh, Edna is such a great, wonderful character. Yeah, I mean, she's really one of the best characters in movies. I mean, I, I really do think yeah. so. I think she's just... She's she's just great. And for her to be cute, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a really good example, of like a very high level animated movie where, you know, it's not just for kids. It's really for anybody. Yeah. 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 Sorry. It does a pretty good job of that. So totally. Yeah. The relationships even between like the siblings and between. Yeah. Yes. 
everyone is they're so good yeah realistic but you know mm-hmm. also elevated because they have powers right yeah right but they act like normal you know they right. they're still teenagers act like normal or... you know kids do and the relationship between the mother and the kid you know what i mean and the thing it's yeah. all yeah. it's it's all like a great family yes comedy yeah really really well acted by all the voice yeah. actors um and then yeah you, you mentioned the even the facial expressions on them even during the tr- the track meet near the end when Dash is running and he's looking back yes. and he's like, you can see his face kind of like change as he's trying to figure out what they're telling him to do. And it's so subtle and really well done. Just mm-hmm. great animation. And, yeah. and uh, I forget it was Sarah Bell, you know, the, the daughter and the daughter yeah. at the end with the guy and stuff and mm-hmm. her confidence yes. and the yeah. thing. It's just yeah. so it's it's really such a great arc for her, too. Yeah, there's so many little moments in the film where um, I love the, the jungle sequence where the the guards you know they uh the kids trigger the alarm so the guards are chasing yeah. them through the jungle and dash is running away from them and he you know he's being chased but then he ends up running on the water and he doesn't know if he can run out water yet and then he, and he, he looks down and he's doing it and he, <laughs> and he giggles as he's being as these yeah. guys are trying to murder him it's so good yeah it's just such a wonderful character moment yeah because yeah, he, he's still a little kid right and he's like yeah. whoa look at yeah <laughs> yeah those the, every and every you know everybody has that moment where it's like holy crap look what i can do you yeah. know what i mean yeah like look right. what i can totally. do when she puts the yes. bubble over the when she puts mm-hmm. the, she saves yes. the family by putting the bubble over the family yeah yeah, yeah. she's kind of like whoa yeah yeah did you have a favorite scene in the film rich i do i do love that moment in the forest when the kids mm. Like real, like when the kids save the family, like when each of the kids yeah. save the yeah. family in different, you know, in different ways. When Violet yeah. actually uh, saves the family as well. But I love, but I, I have to say, I love all the work, you know, like, like him in the insurance uh, yeah. company yeah. and stuff, and him putting uh, Wallace Shawn through the wall at the end yeah. is is really great. I don't know. There's so many good scenes. I you know. Yeah, there's a ton. But oh well, I will say all the other scenes. I, okay, never mind. I know, all the other scenes are my favorite. Yeah, those yeah. are my favorite. Yeah, the scene where she's showing the costumes off to to Helen is so funny. Yeah, and the no cape uh, and all of the no cape. I mean, yeah. she starts going through all <laughs> the guys with the, everybody with the cape who ended up so dead. No cape. No cape. <laughs> That's another important lesson to learn from this movie. Do not add a cape to your costume. Susan, do you have a favorite scene? It's hard to pick one. Um, I do think those in the scenes of the insurance, it just grounds the movie so yes. well, which yes. like they're superheroes. So it's not grounded in reality, but like that makes it so real. Like, and I think that's really well done so that these look like they're not normal people, but they're in very normal situations. I love just all the little things like the the security bird that's like a voice not recognizing that yes. they meet in the jungle yeah. that has the eyes. I think that's a really cool detail. Um Anytime Helen like stretches into something strange, yes, yeah. kids, like uh, imagine being lowered to the ground by your mom who is a parachute. Like that's so hilarious. <laughs> and then when she turns into the boat, I just love all those little things. Yes. They're so creative that with the powers. They're yeah. so creative, and it's yeah. just like thinking about it from the perspective of like, oh yeah, mom turned into a boat again to get us out of this situation. Yes. Like that's so funny. Like <laughs> yeah. I really but like. But also, all those you things. don't know if the kids have ever seen that. Like you don't know. Yeah, if they, they probably right, you know haven't. I mean? Like. Right? Yeah. I mean, they've yeah. definitely seen her because I, I think she does like use the arms at some point to get them. Yeah, when but they're yeah, playing, you're right. but they're like, not supposed to use their power. So I don't know right. how much the kids have ever seen until yeah. like they are literally exploded out of an airplane 
in that moment, I was like, that'd be so surreal to be like, oh, mom's lowering us to the ground and she's stretched into a huge yes. sheet of us. <laughs> I love the irony of Mr. Incredible being forced to work at an insurance yeah. company after all the property damage yes. that, yeah. you know, he does the start yes. of the movie. It's so it's so good. Mm -hmm. But I think my favorite scene we were just referencing was is the actual airplane scene where, you know, Mr. Incredible is captured, mm -hmm. but uh, they shoot the missiles at the plane as the rest of the family's coming in. Yes. And it, it is like a legitimately intense scene yes. where, where, you know, she's freaking out and, and trying to tell him to call off the rockets and yelling at Violet to put a force field around him mm -hmm. and Violet can't do it. And it's back and forth. And then they realize that there's kids on board. And like every second, the, the stakes get a little bit higher. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, it actually does explode. And then she saves them. But it is so well done. Yeah, and it is. it's such a good sequence of escalating action. Yes, I can't. I honestly can't think of another animated where the, where the emotions are so intense. Right. Like where you really do feel all like, I, you know, you know what I mean? And, and like yeah. you said, it's so funny, but high stakes. We like to finish up our show today with a game that we're calling Somebody Feed the Movies. Oh boy. We're going to see how well both of you know food in movies. So Rich, you're playing against Susan. Here are the rules. I'm going to describe a famous movie that features a meal, and you have to identify the film based on what the character or characters are eating or the clues I give you. Okay. As soon as you know the food, shout out, I know that food. <laughs> if you're correct, you'll earn a point. However, if you're wrong, you're... You're out for that round. Okay. I have seven food movies for you to identify. The first person to name four will win our prize. And Susan, what's our prize? It is some Life in the Credits merchandise. Ooh. Some shirt or a mug or something like that. Yeah. We'll mail that to you, yeah. Rich, are you ready to play? I am. Great. Susan, are you ready to play? Ready. Okay. Your first movie. Remy creates a I know that food. Ratatouille. Ratatouille yeah. is correct. Wow, Rich. Right <laughs> out the gate. I was expecting that one. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that one was coming. That was an easy one. So congratulations, you have a point. I can I can now rest because now I don't have to feel I have to get any more. <laughs> you got one. That's I only did want to be shut out. That's the only thing yeah. I cared about was to be shut out. But now not... my old adult brain can, can go back to sleep. Excellent. Perfect. Well, here's number two for you. This film tells the story of a poor child named Charlie Bucket. Oh, I, I know, know that food. Susan? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I'm sorry, that's it's... not correct. Oh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes! Oh, I, I... said Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, well, well, Charlie the and the Chocolate Factory was the book. The, the book. book is yeah. yeah, but I yes. asked for the yeah. movie. Yeah. You're right. And also, yeah, Damn. it doesn't matter. It's... <laughs> also, I think the Tim Burton one was called that. But you know what? Nope, Rich oh. gets the point. <laughs> you should have gotten that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Polly, Vinny, and Johnny Dio prepared dinner in jail. Oh, I know that. So good fellas. That is good fellas. Oh. Yeah. All right, I gotta get my head in the game. It's three to zero. If Rich sweeps this the might board. be a shutout, but in your favor. No, I would definitely give you the second one because I think you got that one. <laughs> All right, number four. Okay. When the character Chunk is Oh, I know that. Ah. <laughs> the Goonies. The Goonies yeah. is correct. I would have never gotten that. <laughs> I don't know what the food was going to be. What was the food? What was the food in that? I'll read the whole clue. Oh, so you guys know it. When the character Chuck is captured in prison with Sloth, Chunk tosses a baby Ruth ah, at Chuck at Sloth, that now. and Sloth breaks loose of his chains to pick it up, and a friendship is formed. Yes, that's the Goonies. All right, number five. In this film, 
which features a family on vacation in Wisconsin, Chet decides to tackle the old 96er, which is a... Uh, oh, I know that, I know that food. Susan. Is it the Great Outdoors? It is the okay. Great Outdoors. <laughs> All right, Susan's coming back. The score is three to two. Okay. Keeping it close. We got two more to go. Oh, boy. Number six. A cocker spaniel named Lady and a Scottish... Go ahead. Lady and the Tramp. That yeah. is correct. <laughs> that was That was easy. You said the lady. Very, you said the name of the title. Yeah, that is kind of. <laughs> that is true. Well, do you guys want the last one just yes. for fun? And also because that way, Rich, you can cement your win with that controversial Willy Wonka call. There you go. Okay. Here we go. In our final film, some members of a troublemaking fraternity have lunch in the cafeteria of their college. Go ahead, Rich. Animal House. Animal House okay. is correct. A solid and legitimate win. Nice job. Congratulations. Thank you. You guys did very well. I feel like game. we both know that food. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Before we let you go, Rich, would you like to plug anything? Uh, season six will drop on October 18th, which is the same time where we have a, uh, Philip has a cookbook coming out called Somebody Feed Fill the Book that I, yeah. I, did, uh, a lot, I did a lot of the behind the scenes photos for. Oh, nice. Cool. So, uh, and it's great. It's just like, it's him just writing about every place we went in the first Very cool. 24 seasons or something like that. And so, <laughs> but what's great is that it has the recipes. It, it, it like has the recipes from everybody and, oh, and they're, awesome. they're, they're, like everyone cool. contributed. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty great. And, and some of them I've, I've done and they're, fan, I mean, they're fantastic anyway. So that's it. Thank you so much, guys. It was such a pleasure to, to meet you. Yeah, well, this thank was fun. You. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, show. this was wonderful. Thank yeah. you so much for your time tonight. <laughs> Life in the Credits is hosted and produced by me, Susan Swarner. And me, Ben Bloom. It's executive produced by Michelle Levin. The music is written and performed by Steve Trowbridge. You can hear more of Steve's music at TrowbridgeSounds.com. The show logo is created by Melissa Durkin. If you'd like to support Life in the Credits and get access to exclusive perks, you can do so at Patreon.com. If you'd like to follow or get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Life in the Credits or shoot us an email at lifeinthecredits at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. You guys did very well. I feel like we both know that food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>